0: Well, we start a new series uh, today, and guess where we are? We're still in Romans, and so that's right. We're spending all summer long in the book of Romans. But as we as we tracked through this, there's there's really these these three different chunks of Romans. And as Paul has written this letter to the believers in Romans, he was very purposeful. In the very first part of it, in fact, the first half, we've, we break up um, Romans into sixteen chapters. Paul didn't do that. we did it so that we could study it. and so and the first eight of those are what we call the crux of what the, this gospel, this life in Christ is really all about. And if you miss that, you can pick it up online, but here it is: the crux, the crux of the, this life in Christ is about what Jesus has done for us. It's about that grace changes everything. It's about that, that it's not what we can do for God. It's about what God has done for us. And that is the crux of it. And then we looked at the paradox. We looked at the paradox that, that Paul deals with in the middle chapters of this book. And the fact that there had been a group of people who had always been the insiders. Nat did a good job of, of covering that last week that all of a sudden the insiders find themselves feeling out when really they're in cl- still included because it now includes everybody. And that here, that what do we do with this concept that now everybody has come and there's been this set apart people? Well, now we get into the last part of Romans and we've called this chunk of Romans Detox. Detox is a big world and our a big word in our culture these days, that you can get all sorts of things. You can see stuff on your Facebook feed of how to detox. Some of you can stick your feet in some sort of special water and it turns it black, which is nasty because <laughs> it's supposed to be pulling stuff out of your feet. You can do some sort of liver detox. You can do all these detoxes. Why? Because we recognize that sometimes the problem is on the inside. That there's something causing the issues. There's something that's, that we need to get dealt with. There needs to be a renewal from the inside out. And so as we were kicking this concept around it, with our team, we're like, well, some people would get excited about a series called Detox. They're like, woohoo! hoo yes, this is awesome. Then there's a few people in this room that maybe would get a little nervous about a series called Detox. You're like, I knew it. I knew it. This is where the pastor comes in. And tells us that we're sorry, good for nothing, people, and we go, and this is where we figure out and all our sin stuff, and he really beats us up real good and, and says, you need to go on a personal cleanse and, and fix yourself. And here's the truth of what the, the beautiful thing of detox is: this is the message of Jesus is grace upon grace upon grace. And there's this, these two truths we talk about all the time at Celebration Church. That God loves us so much that he meets us right where we are. Isn't that great? Isn't that great that you don't have to, to change your, your where you are in life to be able to connect with God? That he will meet you right where you are. Right where you are. But God loves you so much that he won't leave you there either. Because even though he meets us in our dark places, and he'll meet us in the trenches of life, and he'll meet us in the pits, and he will come to where we are, he didn't design us to live in the dark places of life. And he didn't design us to live in the trenches or the pits. That's not where he designed us. He's built us to have life and life more abundantly. And the only way that that begins to take place is if we let him meet us where we are, and then we let him not leave us there we let him begin to work in us and this whole concept of this detox that we're looking at is God working in us is God doing something in you that you look up two years from now five years from now and life is significantly different not because you're so good at doing a bunch of little practices and disciplines that make your life better but because of your relationship with God has changed you, that you've allowed him to transform you. So let's go ahead and let's get into our notes. We're going to look at this concept a lot, that the magnitude of what God has done for all of us, remember his salvation has gone for all of us, the magnitude of what he has done for all of us is best revealed by letting him work in each of us. Should we be open about the truths of the, of the Bible that we know? Sure. But what is the best message that your life can preach? What's the best message that your life can preach? It's a life transformed. That's the best one. That the people that know you the best see, wow. I was really kind of on the fence on this whole God thing. But then came along you. Then came you, and I knew you, and I knew this, and I knew all this about you, and then as you've let this God work in you, you're a truly different person. And that is the best thing. That is the best thing. Let's look at Romans 12, where we start this concept of detox. We're going to start in verse 1. It says, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. That's our paradigm. We're looking at this in view of God's mercy. You take your eyes off of God's mercy, you're not going to be viewing this right anymore. We view this whole concept of detox and everything in view of God's mercy. In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Just giving ourselves to Him. That's the best worship we can do. It says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's where it begins to change. It's not about forcing some sort of outward things. It's about letting the Holy Spirit change the way you think. Change the way you look at life. Change the way you see everything the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Then you'll know His will. You'll be transformed. And then you'll be able to recognize all the good that He has for you. Don't you want to be able to recognize the good that He has for you? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. How many of us, We don't have to raise your hands, you just answer this to yourselves. How many, how many of us have held off from giving ourselves over to God because we felt like that we were going to lose out somehow? We felt like we were going to lose out. But when we recognize He just wants to give us something good and pleasing and perfect, all of a sudden we can begin to let go and, and to trust Him. See, there's an old way of thinking that has to go away. Cutie kind of let the cat out of the bag. She stole my thunder on my illustration. So act like you didn't know this happened to us, all right? Just act like you didn't even know. And so we went on a cruise. Do you know we went on a cruise? We just went on a cruise. Yeah, it was wonderful. Whole family, you went on a cruise too. We did. It was fun. It was our vacation. And the vacation was great, except for Hurricane Earl. And Hurricane Earl was coming through and, of course, hit Belize. And our ports were in the Yucatan of, of uh, Mexico, which are just north of Belize. So the seas that we were in were pretty rocky a couple of nights. And so we had done cruises before, and you'd had, you had to look outside to see that you were moving. I mean, it was just rock set stuff. This was not that. And so you're sitting there, and you're doing this down the hallway. And so it was, I'm not doing it again. One time, but we did it. And so, and, and uh, some of our family, it didn't bother at all. And some of our family uh, needed some medicine and to stay in their cabin. And so, uh, but the whole time, we didn't realize, it, but because, because the whole time it was Rocky, that just standing here, your body was constantly making little adjustments. And you're just sitting there and you're just constantly doing little adjustments the, the, whole, the whole time. And then you you you're on it for five, we're on it for five days. And finally that became normal. And then we got off the boat. <laughs> and our body was still used to making adjustments. So we're all standing around on solid ground going, we look like we got something illegal in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that family. But they're still coming down. And so and uh and so anyways, but we were it, it was just complete and I didn't want to say anything. I felt it. I thought I was just being weird. And then Cutie was like, I still feel like I'm on the boat. Oh, I, me too. I didn't want to say anything. And then the kids walk up to us and go, "Man, something's wrong. I still feel like I'm on the boat." So every, the all of yesterday, while we're traveling back, everything we was on, our foundation, was solid. It was firm. But our response to it, it felt so weird. It felt so weird because we were used to things being out of control unstable and wonky see this life in Christ you come to him and he meets you right where you are and things aren't stable and things aren't right and he meets you and you just get you're doing the best you can to get through life you're coping the best you can you're getting through it the best you can and all of a sudden now all now you're on solid ground and it feels a little weird that's why we have to have our minds renewed. Because this life in Christ is so different than the normal that it feels like something's off sometimes. When our old way of responding, when someone was a jerk to us, when our is to just bring the jerk right back plus a little bit, then that's our old way of thinking. I Man there was a <laughs> there was a, a guy that Keenan Keenan met on the boat, and uh, um, the guy was uh, shorter than Keenan, and uh, tried to convince Keenan that the guy Keenan six foot two, and that Keenan that this guy tried to convince Keenan that he was six foot five, and he goes, well, then how tall do you think I am? And he says, well, you, you got to be six six, because he's obviously taller than. And so, and the guy was just whether he was just like being silly on the boat or whatever, he just was not telling the truth. And what's funny is is he then makes this comment that he tells Keenan and he says he says, Man, I've got a great memory. He says, I can remember everything and then some. <laughs> what? You can remember everything and then some? Yep. And so Keenan put he's like so you can, you can remember things that didn't even happen? Yep. There you go. At least he knows. At least he knows. His mode of normal was just stretching the truth. That was just his normal. All of a sudden, that's your normal. And you come in and you find out. Because most people stretch the truth because they're trying to conceal something. They're afraid of being honest. They're afraid of being known for who they really are. They think that the lie is protecting them. And then they come into the truth of who the gospel is and what, who, what Jesus has done. We find out the truth sets us free. Well, all of a sudden, that feels a little unnerving. We're used to living life and, and holding in and, and trying to grab all we can. And then Jesus comes in and tells us the best life is a generous life. Uh, no, I know the best life is grabbing as much as I can and making my life as good for me as possible. You mean to take some of my hard-earned resources and to give it away? That somehow is a good life? That, no. To forgive someone that spits in my face? That sounds like an oppressed life. That doesn't sound like a good life. It's totally off from the way the world system works. And that's why the first place we have to have detox is right here. The first place is letting our minds be renewed. Let's look at the message translation of Romans 12.1. One. He <clears throat> so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. Your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. That is where the detox begins. It's just saying, God, here you are. You've got it. And I'm just going to give you my life and let you work in me. And understand that as we do that, we begin to see What is good and pleasing and perfect for us. That's when we begin to do it. With the other glasses on, with the other stuff, we can't see it. It looks bad. It looks unpleasant. It looks all wrong. Until we let him adjust the way we see life. And then as Paul moves forward, the very first thing he talks about is that God wants to renew the way you see your connection to others. I think this makes sense since, according to Jesus, life boils down to loving God and loving others. So that it would be the number one thing would be to reconnect and rework the way we connect with others. Romans 12.3 says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. Now, immediately, we see that, that we think that this is talking to people who have this overinflated opinion of themselves, these hyper-confident, arrogant jerks. Don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought. But you know what? There are tons of us that can think of ourselves highly, in another way. We can think of ourselves as as high on the sin part. High on the messed up part. High on all these different things. We put ourselves high on that scale. All of a sudden, and then it begins to throw things off. He says, we need to have a sober, a clear mind when it comes to the way that we deal with ourselves. In verse 4, it says, for each of us has, has one... Ah, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. One of the things we need to understand is that we cannot find fulfillment in life without functioning properly in our giftings. We can't do it. We can't find fulfillment in life without functioning properly in the way God has built us. Let's look at verse 6. It says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. These gifts are there to be able to be a blessing to other people. Anybody ever had a waiter that was not a very good servant? I'm telling you, they are people who just don't need to be in the service industry. I don't know what they need to do, but they don't need to be in the service industry. They're not good at dealing with people on that level. And so... It should be a blessing. Somebody serving you should be a blessing to you. Somebody teaching you should be a blessing. Hopefully, the teaching you get on Sunday is a blessing. If it's encouragement, then give. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. There are some people who are better encouragers than others. There are some people who just aren't very good at giving compliments. Some people who aren't. Very good at that, saying stuff like, uh, um, your hair has never looked better. Is that a compliment? I don't know. I don't know if it is. You get a weird preacher compliment, like, uh, like your closing uh, was a really good sermon. Wow, okay. The, uh, if, if it's encouragement, then we need to encourage. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. Every one of us have these different gifts available. Every one of us are wired a little differently, and it's to be a blessing to those who are connected. And you're not going to be able... To fully find fulfillment in life until you are able to begin to operate fully in your gifting. There are those who enjoy all of the service stuff. Being able to provide the coffee and the donuts and all that. There are those who find life in being able to set up all this equipment and do that. There are those who are great at hospitality and opening their homes for small groups and to do those different things. And it gives them life to do it. In your bulletin or on your should be in your you version notes then we have i've made available to you an online gift assessment don't do it right now please and so i know it's tempting to click the link and just do it some of you all somebody already did it you looked ahead and you already did it you're forgiven and so, but you can go home on your own and do this online gift assessment. And you just answer some questions. There's no right or wrong answers. And it'll give a little bit of how you're wired and, and show you how you can better serve and fit into the body of Christ. But that is, this is completely, completely vital. The enemy wants to keep us isolated and alone and, and not functioning the way we're supposed to function but God wants to come in and give us life. See, the love that that God gives you becomes the love that flows through you. Verse 9 says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Verse 12, Be joyful, in hope be joyful in hope tell you what, making the 14 hour journey yesterday from New Orleans to San Angelo there were some times that we knew we were hopeful we were getting home there were some times it wasn't very joyful in the car we had to have some powwow about hour 8 for everybody to be able to get their attitudes adjusted because we were having some hard time being joyful in hope Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. What? What? You talk about a mind renewal needed on that one. Patient in affliction? When all of a sudden life becomes to be a little bit difficult and things are grinding against you, then it's time to turn the patience level up. Do not be conceited or full of yourself. Now, in the kingdom of God, are there people of high position and low position? No. So why in the world would Paul say um, that you need to be willing to associate with people of low position? So are there some people that are, in, that are just hardwired that, according to the kingdom of God, they're of low position? And you just, your assignment today is go find some low position people and go hang out with them. Take them to lunch what the scripture says those people in the eyes of the in the eyes of the Lord don't exist so why in the world would Paul say be willing to associate with people of low position in whose world are there people of low position in ours in yours in this process of renewal in this process of change You have to be willing to say, okay, God, I'm not there yet. But there are those who maybe I normally wouldn't hang out with. But God, help me, I want to. So I says be willing to associate with those. That's where it starts. Remember, this is a renewal process. It's not just a mind transfer that's automatic. But we start with this openness. We start with this place and then we begin to find out that, wait a minute, we're not as above them as we thought. Man, there's, there's some things that I never knew I could learn something from that person and all of a sudden I'm learning something. All of a sudden there's people I wouldn't normally connect with that now I'm connecting with. It starts with us. In verse 17, Do not repay any, anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Where does this responsibility lie? It relies with us. Whose responsibility is it to get along with your neighbors? You. With your difficult co-workers? You. With the family members who you just rather not see? You. It's as far as it depends on you. Folks, this is a mind renewal thing. It comes back to love over and over and over again. Over again. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it's mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Okay, now we've taken this to a whole other level. First, I was just supposed to kind of forgive, but now I'm supposed to be proactive and meet a need. Now I'm supposed to take it to another and treat them like they're family. You are realizing the Middle East culture, to be able to feed someone and whatnot it was just a huge, huge deal. That's not just saying I'm, I, I refuse to now attack you over there when you were my enemy. No, it's now we're becoming family. I've fed you. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Which is a funny way of saying you're putting, putting the ball in their court. It's now on their end. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Paul sums all of this up in this. It says, walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So we go back to this concept in verse one. Give yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. What is a living sacrifice? A living sacrifice is a loving life. That is our bottom line. You want to be a living sacrifice today love somebody you want to be a living sacrifice love somebody you wouldn't normally love you want to be a living sacrifice go above and beyond try to be Jesus to people you wouldn't normally be Jesus to let him begin to work in you and I tell you what it will begin to change you from the inside out you want to have a fast-track detox just begin to serve others. Just begin to pour out your life for others, and it will begin a fast-track detox. God begins to renew us and change us. I get it, folks. I get it that growing in this and, and having our world shifted and it is different. I understand that sometimes it feels like we're still on the boat. I understand that understand that sometimes spiritually it feels like we're still disconnected from God and that things are still aren't adjusted. But if we will just let the Holy Spirit work, we just let Him work. Folks, I'm telling you, He will work in you from the inside out and you'll find yourself loving and laughing and doing life with people you never dreamed you would. You'll find a, a core sense of joy you never knew you could have as you let God change you from the inside out letting God show himself in you it's the very best thing you can do for him I want to create a moment here and maybe you're on the outside looking in and you like Brandon I'm, I'm, I'm new to this whole Jesus thing and, and I thought that it was about trying harder and going to church and reading your Bible and stop cussing and all the stuff. But I heard you say something about it isn't about what we can do for God, it's about what God does for us. And I believe that Jesus did it all. And I want to declare that today. And if that's you, if you want to Receive the free gift of eternal life that is already yours. It's already yours. Just own it by saying, I believe it. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Believers, I want you to lift your voice with these. I want to pray this prayer with you. You've already stepped over from death to life. You're already heaven ready. It's just now time to start talking to God. And I want to pray this with you. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love for me. That you love me so much that you meet me right where I am. And you love me so much. You do not leave me there. Lord, I ask you to begin to change me from the inside out. I give you me, and I receive all of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Yes. This morning, if you need personal prayer, we have the Ramirez's over here, and the Hernandez's over here, and sure had to have the Lahones and T9. And if you need prayer over for anything in your life, they're here to pray with you. If you need some resources, you just began this new life in Christ this morning. We've got a Bible and some music and a little book we'd like to give you in one of these blue boxes. So just go up to them and let them know. Um, Let's stand up and I want to pray over you as we get ready to go out of here. I want to encourage you. Man, let God continue to work in your life. He'll do the changing. He'll make you new. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for all that you've done for us. Lord, we're thankful, Lord that, Lord, that you have completely set us right with you. And Lord, now that rightness is changing us. It's changing the way we think. It's changing the way we respond. It's changing the way we love, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we invite it. We want it. Lord, we want to hear the voice of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we want you to guide us and to lead us into all truth. So, Lord, we just say, lead us, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you just bless us as we go out of here. Lord, that we walk in a fresh awareness of who you are and what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.